What's up, everyone? Daniel Smooth here. I want to show you guys a cool thing we're doing. This podcast is sponsored by Candid Dips, the newest lineup to the dip game, but in CBD form. The Candid Dips lineup features products made for every man's lifestyle. All tins are proudly crafted from the hills of Humboldt County in California. It's filled with flavor and will give you that good vibe that CBD brings to the room. So what are you waiting for? Use the promo code BELLYUP20 in all caps at CandidDips.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUp20 at CandidDips.com. It's time to BS. that I had for BS sessions and time to BS as a whole was to give people a place for comfort, speak what's on their mind, sports talk, life talk, bullshit, music, whatever. So my this my whole point of this journey, five years into it, almost five years in, was to give it, as I said before, a comfort zone, hence BS sessions which is a one-on-one conversation, sometimes one-on-two, sometimes four people. We're just bullshit around, talk what's on our mind, and have ourselves a good time. So, that being said, we are both in character. Well, you're in character. I'm just, you know, I have a real chain and, you know, somewhat nicer sunglasses. But joining Sunglasses me- you didn't get from a fucking dollar store for $3? <laughs> two pairs? Two pairs for $3 and $5 chain from Party City? <laughs> Party City, wow, what a, what a throwback there. But yes, joining me for Volume 37 of BS Sessions, part of Time to BS Podcast, the great and powerful, the New Jersey native, the undercover brother himself, member of the Bromigos Podcast, the Mish Man. Matt Mish, how you doing, bro? Pump your fists if you feel me. Holler if you hear me. Undercover brother in the motherfucking house. Now, for those of you that... Fuck you, okay? <laughs> I don't give a shit how many people clown me. I had to. I had to have fun with that sound. I had to have fun with that sound, bro. <laughs> so you saw that. You saw that video on the Bromigos yes. account, and, and, you, and you know that Panama and Daint do not like that at all. And I don't give a fuck. I don't do it on the show, but I'll do it for guest spots. It's you, bro. That's who you are. That's the thing. Just embrace. Listen, just embrace. I'm, it. I'm, a, I'm not. I'm just a white, goofy motherfucker. From fucking that, New Jersey. From fucking New Jersey. That's where I that's what I am. And I don't care what anybody has to say about it. <laughs> this is How a very interesting this is a very interesting character that you have brought out into the fold here. I miss Well, you, I but- used to be I used to love well, I mean I still love titties, but I used to love titties, if you remember. I used yeah, to be motorboat. Yeah, I do. I do. So I yeah, that was a good time for a little while. It was a fun time. It very much was. But yeah, this is a very uh, interesting request that I brought into you that we both j- get ourselves into character. <laughs> well, I was going to come into character anyway. Oh, you were? Like, I didn't know this. <laughs> oh, I, trust me when I tell you. I, I, I've ha- I, this is the third guest spot I've done this week, right? No shit. All of them have. Yeah, no. So my buddies over at the Wait What podcast trio I was in character for. I was in on my with my buddies the TNA podcast. They recorded um, 
they recorded with me last night. Both sessions, by the way, went about, fuck. One went about three. The other one almost went like three and a half, four. So it was a long fucking time for those recordings. And I'm just sitting here exactly looking exactly like this. This this will be fun. I will yes, do my will. I will do It's our, always good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you too, bro. It's always good to hear from you. It's always good to bullshit around with you know oh, of anyone of the indie podcasting community. Cause that's all we are. We're we're not we're not like big famous people that just start a podcast and instantly gain tens of thousands of views. We we have to start from the bottom and somewhere and get like somewhere in at least the low hundreds to feel good about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're thinking too hard with this whole thing. The best I a mean, lot of a lot of people in the community think too hard with this whole thing. The best the uh, best piece of advice I've ever received. Uh, with the pot, with uh, starting a podcast, is to not be Joe Rogan, just be you. Yes. But shout that out actually, to a, shout out to Jared over the corner booth. <laughs> if you're listening, I, I, I've, I've had so many people tell me that same specific advice that I don't, I can't even name you a name. Maybe Jody B from Po Boys. That's about it. He's <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I had I had Jody a lot B. of her BS sessions like some time ago. I don't, I don't oh fuck! I I forgot you did, and I just remembered that now you say that, and I have to listen to it now because I'm like fuck! I forgot Jody B did that. Yeah, um, but he he was he was actually fun fact about him. He was actually my first podcast friend. One of my first podcast friends. No shit. Him, me, him and Delvin Cox. I always say this. No him and Delvin Cox are my first two friends in podcasting. No shit. Yeah. Well, they, now they we took, yeah, we kind of they kind of took me under their wing and uh, made me uh, made made me who I am today in the podcast community. But that's one of the questions I was going to ask you to start things off. Is like, who is the Mishman? Like, who are you as oh, fuck. a person? Like, oh, we're going way deep down, bro. Oh, why do we have we? You were asking a deep question, and I don't know. Sometimes my mental st- you ask that question when I'm east, when I'm oh, fuck I'm sorry I can't find the words. Um that's it bro. You're good. I feel as though if you had asked me this question several months ago, I would give you a completely different answer. Mm-hmm. That's the weird part. Like who who is the mish who is the mishman? Who is the undercover brother? The undercover brother is just a a a guy <laughs> like I'm I'm a humble guy so I'm like I am just a guy who works hard tries to be entertaining and is depending on who you ask for the most part as far as I know relatively liked amongst circles in the community yeah um that's really and that's not to toot my own horn that's just like what everybody tells me I was all yeah. like I said I was talking to my boys the TNA podcast they they love me wait what wouldn't have me on for five fucking episodes if they didn't like me. Um, <laughs> a lot. Jo- Jody B has had me on countless times. Delvin's had me on his show more times than I, I than I like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I don't I'm, I'm just a guy making his rounds and also doing his own thing with the Bromigos podcast and you know trying to get us a bigger platform and a a. a a better reputation, you know, a bigger reputation. And you're doing great, man. You're doing all four of you are doing what you guys do best is just being your genuine selves. And that's probably what, what you can do the best. Well, that's the thing with this show because we're so different. 
we're all completely different people. Mike, a.k.a. Panama Red, is the oldest of us all at like 38, 39, or almost 39. Um, I'm the second oldest, and I'm pale as fuck. As you can see, I look like the fucking glue that you ate in, in elementary school or preschool <laughs> even. Um, Hunter's the next guy. You know, he's he's like the dark horse of the bunch. He doesn't say a whole lot a lot of the time, but when he does, it's fucking funny. And Hoochie then Dante, man. yeah, the Hoochie man. And then Dante, a.k.a. Dane Money, you know, he's like the outspoken brother of us of us all, you know? Yeah. He, he's, he's In his words, not mine, he's young, black, and opinionated. <laughs> and he's not afraid to fucking hurt feelings. I, I don't blame him at all. Sometimes you got to piss people off in order to get well, your yeah. point across. If you go on the pot, if you go on our Buzzsprout site and you go to like the host bios and shit like that, that's literally like the first sentence of his oh, fucking good Lord. of his thing. It's, it's <laughs> I'm America's worst nightmare, young, black, and opinionated. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. But that's the thing. Like all of our personalities are just so different from one another. It's actually insane. Um, and I think that's why our dynamic works so well. Is because we're all different, but because we all get along, which you wouldn't think people of that kind of background would work, but it does somehow, some way. Granted, we don't always agree on certain topics of things and certain discussions, but yeah. we, you know, we show respect to one another's opinions to the best of our ability, unless they say something fucking egregious, which of rarely course. happens, but sometimes, you know. I had to take yeah. the glasses off. It's hurting my eyes a little bit. <laughs> the glasses are oh, so now I'm the only one with the actual gimmick now, huh? <laughs> Smart. I'm ass. the only one with the actual gimmick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, that's that, that's all. That's all I have to say on that particular subject. I don't. Know. I don't know if you have anything to interject with that. I'm sure you've heard the show. No, of course I have. I've listened to you guys on Spurs from time to time when I get the chance. Like, oh, listen to Bromigos. Like, oh, listen to Mike's podcast. Speaking of, uh. What's up, Mike? <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't I haven't spoken to Mike in a long time. He, you two got to get on. You two got to get on his. The four. I was on his show before. Oh God, like two years ago, almost. Holy fucking shit! It's yeah, been a long time. He's kicking it. He's kicking it good. Good for him. Yeah, good he's, for do, him. he's doing great. Seriously, um, there's not out of everyone that has been on. Time to BS. He started out on here. Okay. So he started out. He on here. started okay. out on time. To, well, the, the original plan. Well, not the original plan. The original starting point was he was on the previous incarnation of the show, the Sports Cave. It lasted for forty three episodes. He was a guest on there. Uh, that was when I did the podcast from my phone, of all things. <laughs> so yeah. We have come a long way. It's about, yeah, it's about two years, says Mike. Um, but, and then after four or three episodes, I rebranded into Time to BS because I didn't want to be ESPN Radio. I wanted to be Dan Lebetard. That's probably the <laughs> best example I could put up with that. But, uh-huh. um, and then it became Time to BS, and then it, I, Mike went on to do his own thing. He still comes on. Of course he does. He comes on. I go on. I was just on his show. Yes. Last night. Um, but yeah, he originally, he came up with the area Tide podcast. He was on time to BS as a recurring guest, recurring co-host, the whole nine yards. And he's doing his own thing and he's killing it. He's killing it. 
I could be I could be happy for him. Well, good for him. Like I said, it's been a few years. The last time I spoke to him, my old podcast was on a hiatus. And I think I was doing a, a round of guest spots. I did like eight or nine guest spots in like a three-ish month period, maybe a little less. And uh, one, he was one of the shows I hopped on with, I believe. And it was a good time. It was a good time. We got we to gotta work on something again, Mike. We got to work together again. That'll be, be something. Shoot his ass a DM, one of you. <laughs> yeah, one of, I, I, I hate reaching out first. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's one thing about me. It's like I want there's people I there's people I wish I can reach out to for the show. Like, like I know you and I have talked a bunch of times about like having you on Bromigos, and I, I, I if our if everyone's schedules could align, I would make it happen. Of course, and I because I, I, <laughs> the worst the the worst part about this if if Panama wasn't in fucking Germany. If he wasn't living in Germany right now, is he my life really? would be exponentially easier. I didn't. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that. He's been in. He's been in Germany since last February or March. No kidding. He moved back. Actually, he he used to live in Germany. I guess after his time in the army, and he had a and he has a kid over there. And then he came back to Jersey for a few years. This is how I met him. And then he went back February or March. Panama yeah. Red, if you're listening or watching, thank you for your service, my brother. Much always love the Panama Red. He's told he's told some pretty good stories. He he doesn't get into the army stuff much, but he, he mentions it. He mentions it every now and again, but he doesn't talk about it a whole lot. I know we've had he and I have had conversations when he was in Jersey when I was hanging out at his place, um, and he would tell me stories about some stuff. But uh, he's told me some wild fucking stories. Can't necessarily blame him. him. Can't necessarily blame him for that at all. Yeah, but uh, you went through a bit of a self-reflection period. I guess that'd be the best way to put it. Um, I'm going to yeah. give you, I'm going to give you the floor for you to be as brutally honest as possible. If you want. Uh, but as I said before, this place is a, this is the peaceful dojo. This is a comfort zone. Whatever you want to get off your mind, go for it, bro. I don't know where to start. I'm assuming you're referencing the Delvin episode I did recently, right? The one I did last week on the mental health? Yes. Okay. So I just want to make sure that that's where we're going with because that, that's where I can jump off of. Okay. I don't know where to begin with that. There's Honestly, I feel like and I've said this. There's a lot of stuff I said in that episode that I'm happy that I did get it off my chest, but there was so much more that I wish I could have said sometimes. You're, in the, pl- you're in the right place, bro. Oh, man. It's, it's rough because it's, it's some dark shit, though. I don't want I, I want to be entertaining. I want to be for the people. I want to be entertaining. I want to show them my personality. But I, I start talking about the dark shit. You know, it might. I don't want to dumb the episode down. You know, nah, you dude, seriously, I've you know how many times well, I've told my story on. This well, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right, because you and I have had similar experiences. I, I forget how old you are. You're 20. I'm turning 27 in October, so. Oh fuck! Okay, so you're actually a little, you're actually a few months younger than I am. I'll be 27 in June. Yeah. So you and I kind of have similar experiences. I forget about that sometimes. Yeah. So you know, I mean, let's put it this way: I, um, the long and short of it is, 2023 might have been among the worst year of my life, hands down, bar none. Between feeling stuck in the industry that I loved and a job that I liked but wanted to move on from to find other positions in the company I was working for. Um, I don't know if I mentioned losing my grandmother. Uh, that was another one that happened in in March. That's coming up on a year now, which is going to be a little rough, but uh, 
it kind of all cul- up to that point in the summer, it kind of all culminated into like a fucking ball of just stress, anger, self-hatred, inadequacy is the term I use. Um, and I just decided this one day at work, I decided to say fuck it and say sayonara to the world. And that's my nice way of saying, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, and that from that point, my life proceeded to go down an even further downward spiral because I firmly believe that that particular instance, which I confided to a therapist that was provided by my job, I believe confiding about that particular day got me fired from said job and I will not name the company and I have no and I cannot confirm or deny that this is the reason, but New Jersey is an, is an at-will state, and I have no reason to believe that that wasn't the case. Because mm-hmm. they haven't said anything about it. And mm-hmm. they were very, very vague with my reasoning for letting me go, despite probably being one of the best employees that they had at that time. Mm-hmm. So they chucked me to the side, and after I was trying to heal from their resources... Again, this is what I believe. And I tried again. Which is another and which is was another issue in itself. Okay. And then some other issues came up which I'm not going to disclose. You're good. But I know I you know what I'm referencing. Yes. And that didn't help me either. And those Particular instances, I don't want to talk about any further. Anything that you need to know, listen to Delvin's episodes on it because he was the guy that took me under to talk about it. And yep. this is no disrespect to you. I, I, I just don't want to talk about it of anymore. Of course, bro. I'm, no, I'm sick about it. No, seriously. Whatever person, whatever happened at that particular moment, that is your personal business. I don't need to get involved. I don't need to. I don't need for you to open up that jar of worms. That is your personal business, bro, and I will I not, appreciate the fact that you respect that. Can't, I can't force any uncomfortable, like that uh-huh. uncomfortable route upon anyone, uh-huh. so you're good with that, bro. Yeah, so basically from the summer up until the holidays was a very rough time because it was just one thing after another for me. Yeah, there was some highlights here and there, you know, but there wasn't, like, enough to keep me here, you know? Mm-hmm. But... There have been some people, both in podcasting, and they know who they are, so I don't want to name names because I will forget. And then there are other people who I just kind of met along the way in this whole fucked up endeavor that is my life. And they helped me, or at least have been an instrumental part in helping me heal. Part of that healing does come from that Delvin Cox episode because I'm not going to lie, I was very... I, there was a small part of me, not a large part, but it was a very tiny part of me. I wanted to tell Delvin, I can't have you release that. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And after he, that released and I got all the feedback from it, it's been a week since at the time of this recording. Anyway, that, that episode came out and everything and everybody has said such positive things about it. And I was, I was so perplexed because I am my own biggest critic. There is not a person alive that hates themselves more than me because I strive for perfection in everything I do. And when I don't get that, I fucking hate myself. Right. You know what I mean? Don't do that, man. I'll tell you straight up. I'll tell you. No, I I agree with you. Yeah. 
the the best way to put it is that my grandmother, God bless her soul, my grandmother who was uh, Irish, born from Queens, the whole nine yards. She would tell she would tell all of her grandchildren the same thing. Why are you trying so hard to be perfect? No one in this world is perfect. Even God Himself ain't perfect. He made your ass. <laughs> See my point exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good <laughs> shout out to your grandma. For shout that out, one. may she rest yeah. in peace, Grandma Rose. May she right rest there. in peace. I'm gonna steal that if you don't mind. By Go the way. for it, man. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, it's. That was like the one of the first or among one of the things that have been helping me start my healing process of the previous year because it was rough, man. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people, too, that were going through a rough time that year, too. I yeah. have a friend. I won't name her name, um, but I think you might know who I'm talking about because we follow her on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You, I think, think, you think I know. Do you think I know I'm talking about? I'm, I, I'm not going to name names. But. No, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, of course. I yeah, think so, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, if you think if you think and I think we might be on the same wavelength, but yes. like her, her and I became friends through this type of shit and having this discussions, and you know, she was an integral. Whether she knows it or not, she was an integral part of that whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, um, and you know, hope hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> That'd be a little awkward of a conversation. Oh nah, man, you're but, good, uh, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 been. Uh, it's it's been a very unique week since that whole thing because I feel like a weight got lifted off my shoulders once I started seeing everybody's reactions to everything. I had I've had like like I said I've had you came to me that you have to have this discussion on your show. Um, TNA asked me to do some stuff with them and talk about that episode. Uh, I have like two other potential guest spots I'm going to be doing within the next couple of weeks that want to talk about this. And it's, it's, you know what I will, I will, I won't deny to you. It's, it's a little overwhelming, you know, of I'm course. a little overwhelmed with the response. To of everything. course, of course. I mean, I could speak from personal experience from someone uh-huh. who has been through a very similar situation that you have been through. Yeah. And I'm glad um, you're here, by the way, pre- Likewise, if I didn't bro. say that already. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Hey, Thank you. Listen, you're the most important person in your life. Think about that. There's only one you. Know, you. There's if only- you had if you had said that to me like four or five months ago, I would have said bullshit. But I, I I'll believe you. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I posted. I made this entire saying on Instagram. Uh, the sword and the anvil. Uh, the am- the hammer and the anvil. Mm-hmm. Um where the two biggest teachers in life are failure and pain. <clears throat> the hammers represent... You're not going to cry on me, are you? No, I had a frog in my throat. Okay, good. Because if you're going to start crying, I'm going to start crying. Oh, yeah, you make no, me cry. I've had a frog in my throat all week, so... Okay. It's all good, hence why I'm drinking tea. But, um... So, the, the saying goes, the hammer's representation is pain, and the uh-huh. anvil's representation is failure. Those are the two most important teachers in life. Uh, uh-huh. whether, you, whether you want to admit it, whether you want to fight it or not, that's the truth. Um, and when this, when you start off in your life, you start off as this tiny little piece of steel right here. Okay. And your job is to forge that piece of steel into whatever sword you want to become. 
Now, as we both know, some sometimes your sword will crack. Hell, it may even break. That sword will break, and that sword will get cracked. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And that is a harsh reality. Don't cry me, bro. No, I wasn't crying. I was... <laughs> I, I was uh, frog in your throat but, now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you're good, bro. But and then when that happens, when your sword cracks or eventually even breaks, what do we do? You reforge it. You fix it exactly. Yeah, because you can always, if if it breaks, you can always go back and reforge it. Or you can make it better. Or you make it better, yeah. Exactly. Now, to heat up your steel, you need fire. Fire's representation is the aforementioned rage. Or in this case, anger. Mm-hmm. Now, when we heat up that sword, it'll, for, it'll mold itself into the shape we want to become. And then you eventually got to cool it off. You got to quench that bucket. You get you got a quench you got a quench pocket you got cool it off yeah that's that's represented that is represented by sadness when we're angry yeah we immediately get sad as we feel this weight of regret we feel this weight of pain and it hurts it hurts it does um, I speak from personal experience I had a I had a bit of an anger problem back in high school and I would get into didn't we all who didn't and we I got into a few fights in high school especially in lacrosse and in in football and it's some things I regret but some things I look at and say you know what it may be into a better human being but the point I'm trying to say is that these things whether you like or not have got to happen in order to forge your sword into the weapon you want to become that's a phenomenal analogy. I have I have never heard that before. I don't know where you got that from or if you came up with it yourself or heard it or read it somewhere. That is a phenomenal analogy. I don't I like to do my own I I came up with it myself. I just it helps when you're a welder for a career path. Well, I was going to say I forget. It was like I forget you're like a welder or something. Yeah. So like you you have a knowledge of stuff like this and that actually makes a whole that literally makes a whole lot of sense to me it does i and, I, and all the and all the comparisons with the fire and, and the water it, it, it that spoke to me that that hit me i'm not gonna lie that, bro. I, had to th- I had to think about that i was like holy fuck he's right well <laughs> well i can i can also speak from more experience i mean when you're at your lowest point you're open to the greatest of change and i I've told my story on socials a thousand times, but I'll tell it again. I was at one point 340 pounds. I was... Fi- you look great, by the Thanks, way. Thanks, man. I was physically and mentally dying. And there was at one point in my life, right, I basically said, you know, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And I decided to get my ass in the on the train to change. So, started at the gym... Kept working my ass off, changed my diet. And the thing we don't look into is how do we get ourselves to this point? Not as a not as a part of like self-loathing or trashing ourselves, but more of like a teaching moment. Like, okay, this is not what I want to do. 
I don't want to do it that way. And you can do it. This you can do that. It's gonna hurt. It's it's I can tell you first it's gonna suck. But Oh I know it sucks. Oh trust me, I know. You're gonna feel it. And there'll be times where you're gonna wanna feel like you have to quit. And I'm gonna get really fucking deep. There's a, there's a lot of people in this world that would miss you, that would miss me. If you decided to go down that path and I can tell you for a fact that family, friends, podcast community, Twitter, Instagram, whatever the hell, hell, it could be your pet squirrel outside. I don't kink shame here, (laughs) 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 but that's the, but like, seriously, I mean, Think about the people that you that that would feel the pain of you being gone. And that's as probably that's one way of putting it. But mm-hmm. you you now see through your self-reflection, through your I guess would be the word would be painful experiences that you yeah. have been through in your life. That you can now go and say, all right, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to change my life. And you mm-hmm. can do that. You very well can do that. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the whole, like, everybody's going to miss you thing. Because for the longest time, I didn't fucking believe that. Oh, of course. I didn't, I didn't either. I, 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 I rationalized that by saying I'd be better off not being here so that these people's lives could probably be better. It wasn't until all the feedback I got and having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people, you know, even during my roughest times where I'm like, you actually love me? You actually care and want me to be here? I was, I, I was like stunned. I was like, holy fuck, these people like me. <laughs> I, 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 like, it's, it's, what is this it, bullshit? I don't know what this what, is. What is this? What is this fucking feeling in my chest that I'm like happiness? What is that? I haven't felt that in a while. Um, Why is my ass tingling? I don't know. <laughs> well, that might be. I mean, it might have been something that happened the night before that you don't remember, and you might have been a little bit too intoxicated. <laughs> You don't get it, do you? No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you went silent. I was like, oh, fuck. I made a bad joke. I'm a Penn State fan. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you're, you're used to getting fucked in the ass. Don't worry. Oh, well done. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> Very well done. <laughs> Go Rutgers, bitch. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it, so I, I think about that, and I, I was – that's where a lot of the whole, like, moving – like the whole, like how I felt so moved over the course of like that, just that day of that episode releasing. Cause it, like, again, it was only a week ago, but it, like, I remember it vividly where it was just like, I, I remember being so moved that everybody felt that way about me and having conversations with other people from that. I, I was in shock. Yeah. Cause I didn't think, I, I mean, and I'm not even just talking about like podcasts, you know, like friends reached out to me about yeah. it. Uh, like, people 
you know, I said to a lot of different people and maybe whether or not some of them listen to it or not is, is up to them. I wasn't going to force anybody. I, I had people fucking call me crying. I'm like, Jesus, like Jesus, Matt, what did you do to me? I'm just like, I warned you. <laughs> You're I warned cry. you, damn it. <laughs> I warned you, man. Or like, So that was that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. Like for the longest time, I didn't think anybody was going to give a fuck. You know, you, th- you, 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 were you think wrong. about, well, yeah. And then obviously the, in the regards, like, you know, on the train, the change, as you call it, um, you know, therapy was a part of that for me too. I still, I go to therapy now. I hadn't gone to therapy since I was in high school. Cause at the time I didn't really need it anymore. I was moving on from what I was doing. I was, I was moving on from like those feelings and such. And then, um, you know, obviously all that shit happens in the last year. And I was like, fuck, I got to go back. Like, it was like a lot of people want to admit that they have a problem, but like, I was like one of the people that was like, fuck, I got to go back. And there's nothing I, wrong with admitting failure. There's nothing wrong with admitting that, but, Hey, you, you messed up and then you can fix it. I don't even know if I'd call it a failure though. See the, mm. it's weird when we say failure. Cause I don't know if, I think of failure in different ways, I guess, maybe compared to you. Cause like failure to me was maybe not, was not succeeding in those attempts. Right. Can Jedi master, can Jedi master bro Yoda get involved here? Yeah. Fail, failure is the most important. Failure is one of the two most important teachers. What, just because we fail at something. <laughs> doesn't mean we fucked up forever, but you know something, you know, what's really fucked up though. Like, cause I, I, I hate failure. That's the problem. Oh, who, who doesn't hate like failure? Failure. So it's like, I have what I would get a C in a, in school when I was younger and I'd be fucking upset. Right. Mm-hmm. I had like a test or a project or something. I was like, what? I did. I did, so, I did so good. Like I'd be upset. I'd be really upset with that. I couldn't fathom that sort of idea mm-hmm. of getting anything less than a B. Mm-hmm. So like, I guess that's where it kind of started for me, but it's just like, at the time, I thought I had failed at life. So I was like, why if I failed at life, why the fuck am I still here? You probably right? set way too high of expectations of yourself as a child. Yes. Did you? Yes. Yes, I did. Maybe join not even expect, maybe not even as a child. Fucking now I set too, join too the club. high expectations. Dude, the yeah. hell are you, I'm gonna get I'm gonna be real with you. The hell are real. you doing? I'm gonna the hell are you doing setting expectations for yourself that high? I just you know what? I, I thought I Hard and this kind of comes. This kind of comes go come back comes back to the inadequacy I felt when I was doing that job, right? Where it's like I thought I wouldn't be here doing fucking promotions for a radio station for nearly a year at this point. I thought I'd be at least doing something else if the company had positions to hire for, or at least have other companies that I could apply to that could maybe give me a position. And neither was true at that time. So it made me feel insecure about my own abilities to do anything, you know, like, am I really as good as I think I am? I hear you with that part. I do. We feel that way. Sometimes we feel that way. We feel that way that we're bigger than, than what we think we are or that what we truly are. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. And I don't even think it's arrogance to me. It's not arrogance. Like some people might take it as arrogance or cockiness, but it's just like, I know that there are things I can bring to the table that are helpful. And I have tried like giving input to people that matter within that company at that time. And it's like, here's something I think that we can do. And you would, and I would hear them say, 
I've been trying to get them to do this for years. And I'm like, well, at least I know I'm on the same wavelength with this person, this person, that person about certain things. It's just a matter of wanting to do it or them getting to do it. And then, then I'm gone. I'm, where the fuck do I go from here? So, and now I just kind of, you know, now I just kind of wonder what's going to happen next. Well, you know, try to look for positions, but finding positions in my line of work, which is radio broadcasting, you know, things of that nature and, and audio really radio broadcasting in general and in the industry in general is hard enough as it is. Cause it's oh, a very it's terrible. It's terrible. It's the worst. It's, it's an industry that you won't get a position unless someone retires or dies. That's what it's like. And Literally, that's, not, yeah. that's not to persuade anybody from not a trying because there's other avenues within that you can attempt to do. But as far as like getting an on-air position, you better hope somebody fucking dies. And I, I don't mean to say that, not, you know, in a mean way. It's just like that's just the way it is. Or hope someone retires by the time that you feel like you, you, you're good enough to be on air. Hell, look so, at our field. Look at the field that we're currently doing. Yeah, podcasting. Well, podcasting, podcasting is a part of that, but the problem is um, people hijack it, you know. And yeah. like I mentioned, I made the joke earlier where it's like, you know, we're not we're we're the indie podcasters, quote unquote. We're not the already millions of followers celebrity that starts a podcast, does it for maybe three four months, and then fucks off because they made their money and they don't want to do it anymore. Um, we're the guys that actually go out and struggle. And have to hustle to make people want to listen to us. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I, I've been doing this for, you've been doing it for five years, you said? Close to five been, years. Close to five years. I've been doing it for almost, October would mark my fourth year. So I am not unfamiliar with that struggle. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it makes me feel some type of way when you think you're putting out a good product on things that you're doing. Or you're giving people good product for their content, like I am here today with you. And it's like you want everybody to succeed, but not everyone's going to succeed. Yeah, and that's the that's the re, the shitty reality of, reality of it all. There's very few shows that I know of that have a relatively decent following. That I don't know how much they actually make money off of, but they definitely are doing more than say anything I'm doing, and possibly anything you're doing, or anything anyone else is doing. Especially people just starting out within the last year mm-hmm. or so. Everybody thinks it's so fucking easy until they start doing it. I feel like you would like Patrice O'Neill. What do you mean? So Patrice, the late, great Patrice O'Neill was a comedian born over in New York. Okay. Um, Panama might know who he is. I'm <laughs> I, sure Panama. I, I know I, Panama's I, old ass is going to know who he is. I guarantee <laughs> you. No, I guarantee you. If Panama, if Panama, if you text Panama right now, I say, do you know if Patrice O'Neill? He'll go, that fat ass motherfucker. Because <laughs> Patrice O'Neill was... Well, the best way to describe Patrice O'Neill is a funnier, fatter Andrew Tate. That's probably the best way I could put it. Is that he Even was, with all the with like all the alpha male bro talk. No, not not that part. But he was real. Okay. He was real talk. He'll give you the honest, uh, his god honest opinion on you as a person, on me as a person, on anyone that calls into his radio show. Um, Opie and Anthony, do you remember them? I know. I mean, I, I never listened to them, but I know that obviously I know the name. Who doesn't know the name? Yeah, it was they the shock jock era. They were he he was a regular a recurring guest on Opie and Anthony when he was around. Um, okay, but if you go to YouTube and just type in the Black Phillip Show, Patrice O'Neill, it's twelve episodes, and it's three hours. Just listen to it in the car. It's great. Okay, but 
one of the things that he teaches is just be honest with yourself. Stop trying to, I wouldn't say stop trying, but like, don't think of it as you're trying to be, you know, Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe me. Be Matt Mish. Yeah. Be, be Daniel Smooth. Exactly. Yeah. It sucks because, as you, as we said, we are the indie podcast community. But at the same point, we are such a massive community of stupidity and bullshit that we got each other's backs. Mm-hmm. We do. And like Mike in the chat can probably can speak to this as well. He has he has a pretty good following of indie podcasters, Herb and Raj. I mean, you guys, the Bromigos, I mean the Bleach Bros when they were doing their thing. I mean, oh God, I missed them so much. Oh, they were great. Now, B B Word and I, B Word and I were just talking. He wants me to do. He wants to do a a show with me for his one of his solo projects that he does. Um, but uh, he, um, yeah, I, I miss. That's a show that I miss terribly. I, I'll throw another one in there. the uh, The Society of Scoundrels was an early edition of BS Sessions back in the mm-hmm. the early days of BS Sessions and. We are a tight-knit community that is all trying to be the same thing. We're all trying to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And it it, it does suck from time to time, and you occasionally think, why the hell am I doing this? And then you remember, oh, yeah, I love doing what I'm doing. Even if I don't get paid for it or get paid or barely get paid for it, we still do what we love to do. Do you go to the gym at all? All the time. Good. That was good. All the time. Good. There are days um there are days where I can't make it and for instance, last week I was rotting in bed for 3 days, basically 3 days straight. Mm-hmm. Because I just was so crippled by sadness, anxiety, depression and all of that such that I didn't even go to the gym. I didn't even eat. So I I supplemented Shit. not going to the gym by not eating. Because me and my me and my genetic makeup, I have my brother and my sister have all the good genes in the family where it's like they eat and they don't fucking gain weight. Oh, I um, hate that shit. <laughs> I have <That's> my sister. <laughs> I, I eat a salad and I'll gain ten pounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's like how I feel. I have all those fucking terrible genes that that got worked out as the bloodline continued. Right. That's my sister. So, oh yeah, lucky luckier, right? That's my sister. Um, yeah. So. You know, I, that's this what I did, and it's not great. It's not healthy. I know it's not healthy. No, scientifically proven that it's not healthy. I'll tell you right but now, it's not. That, that's the shit that I. That's this the type of stuff I do. But when I do go to the gym, it's very, it's good. You know, I have a good, that I have a good time. It's not supposed to be fun going to the gym. Going to the gym is not supposed to be fun. By the way, everybody, you're supposed to struggle. You're supposed to be in pain. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. Ooh. In my opinion, Ooh. shout out to my gym. South Shore Iron over in Patchogue, Long Island. They have the basement of the gym. Is the well, it's a big gym. Bed. Is is well renowned throughout the Jim Bros community here on Long Island called the Dungeon. And is exactly as you think it would be. Not that part, <whistles> but just. It's just like fucking. I bet you there's a bunch of needles around though. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's. Patchogue is that way, but like it's well back twenty years ago it was, but okay, 
but the the dungeon is every is bodybuilder heaven. Ooh, it's nice. I'm sure it's nice. And then you got the upstairs portion of the gym, which is I call it the dojo, and it's quiet. There's mm-hmm. like there's like turf in there. There's there's mats in there. There's wrestling mats in there. It's probably a ton of cardio equipment. Oh yeah, there. Well, the entire area is like is calisthenics, but I was going somewhere with this. The train of thought has left the station, as as it seems. But daily occurrence for me. But <laughs> but I, I. But you're basically saying is like going to the gym is basically like a way of exercising like the mind, head. body, and spirit type of thing. Your, your head. head, yeah. It's more important for your head. Yeah, I, honestly, half the battle is just getting to the gym, though. That's the other thing. Half the battle. Once you're at the gym, you 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 go. Like you, you're in the parking lot. You're not talking yourself out of it at that point. You're like, you're already there. Get the fuck in. Yeah. Um. Most of the time, I'm just doing cardio. To be honest, and I, I and <laughs> Panama clowns me all the time for this. Uh, he's like, why are you doing so much cardio? You got to be lifting. But a lot of the times. Cardio just kind of helps me ease my, like, clears my head a little bit, you know? Um, of course. Lately, lately, actually, in my cardio sessions, which I, I've been doing this whole, I guess, in, in the process of healing and finding myself, I guess, for lack of better terms. Um, the friend I was referencing earlier and another one of our friends that, you know, that I've met through the hockey community on Twitter which is a fucking shithole at times. That's a different story for a different time. No, it's um, terrible. We can get into that later. We, um, they started getting me into metalcore music. And Ooh. I had no fucking idea how fucking sad metalcore is. Like, Ooh. you think it's all rah, 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 like that type of stuff. But it's, the stuff they're saying is deep as fuck. Of course. There are some themes in there that I think to myself, like, how the fuck is the person that wrote this alive? <laughs> who like, wrote this I shit? <laughs> like, oh, no, it's not even just who wrote this shit. It's like, how, how are you? How are you alive? You're talking about some deep, fucking, painful shit right here. Like, I am astounded that you're even walking the earth. Hell, um, look at Creed, and, and that's not. <laughs> yeah, I, like so, like they put me on the stuff like uh, I prevail. Uh, Bear Tooth, Bad Omens. I actually just finished today. That fuck bad. That third Bad Omens album is fucking phenomenal. By the way, um, I just finished that. So that's like what I've been doing. It's like I, you know, I do cardio for an hour, and I listen to these albums because most of them are about forty five minutes at most. And I just that's what I listen to. And I just listen to the the, the albums. Try to read the if try to read lyrics if I can. If I have the opportunity to, in case some of the screaming gets a little bit too confusing for me to listen to usually because i'm not gonna lie i won't lie i uh i hate screaming and growling in my music but (laughs) as i proceeded to go through this journey i made a promise to myself and the friends in question that i would be have an open mind towards the whole thing and i have and there are songs that i like that have the screaming and the growling and then there are songs that i just can't fucking stand because it's literally all just screaming and growling (laughs) there's no substance to anything i think you just described the entire rap community today as a whole well, the rap community is a fucking shithole. That's why I listen to nothing past like 2005 most of the time. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. But, listen, everybody on Bromigos is like, oh yeah, Matt listens to nothing past 1995. Fuck you. I listen to shit past 2000. I listen to sh- I listen. I barely listen to anything past 2005. There's a lot of good stuff in the early 2000s. That's great. Even the mid 2000s was great. Hold and on. then like after like 2010, there's nothing for me outside Here. of like maybe an Eminem album or two, which was the March- Marshall Mathers LP2 album, which honestly disappointed the fuck out of me. So yeah. Which playlist do you want to hear? My grunge, metal, and hard rock playlist, or the entire rap collection I have? Which would be more appealing to you? This Depends. Be- who's, on, who's on the rap? I, I, I can guess who's on the, the, the rock playlist, but who's on the rap playlist? All That's right. the answer I have to ask. Do you remember, That's the question I have to ask. Do you remember a place called Pumpkin Hill from Sonic Adventure 2? I never played Sonic Adventure 2. Google that's Google Pumpkin Hill when you get the chance. But I will. Yes, it's phenomenal. Um, you know that stinking video of the of the dance of the dancing pumpkin head? No. The one that I the, the one I posted on like Instagram and shit like that? Oh maybe. Yeah, that now you're asking me to remember things. That's Pumpkin Hill. Okay, so also Pop Smoke is great for the gym. Uh Nelly, Bone Thugs in Harmony. 50, okay, Bone Thugs and Ellie, I fuck with. Outcast, 50 Cent. Outcast is fine, 50 Cent's fine. Jay-Z, the, the entire Will Smith Greatest Hits album. <laughs> but there's not a single F-bomb in any of that. Oh, you think it too hard. Uh, by the way, uh, Nas, the message is phenomenal. If you want a good, like, storytelling. Was that on Illmatic or it was written? Uh, it was written. Okay, I, I I know stuff from Illmatic. I don't know why I never delved into it was written. I don't know why. Regulators, um, Nate Dogg and Warren G. Oh, I mean, Nate Dogg, anything with Nate Dogg is a fucking go for me. I love Nate Dogg. Mass Appeal, um, Gangstar. Okay, I know Gangstar. I don't know Mass Appeal. Great song. Great song. Uh, let's see what I have, I have in this game. I mean, you give me, give, give me, honestly, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my current rap taste was, was formulated through GTA five's radio. Yes. <laughs> as pathetic as that sounds like when GTA five dropped in the early 2010s, a lot of my rap taste was derived. Well, a lot of my rap taste now was derived from the West coast classics, uh, station, the which best is era of rap was the nineties. Without a shadow of a doubt, but like I said, the two the 2000s had bangers. Yeah, Don't, it did. We are not going to say the 2000s didn't have bangers. I mean, the 2000s gave us the Eminem show. It gave us Fifty Cent, uh, Nelly, shit, Nelly, Ti. Uh, there were some fucking bangers there. It even gave yeah. us some great DMX shit too. Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's just oh. oh. I can't listen to any of the rap. My brother listens to a lot of the rap now, and I I, I listen to what he listens to in, when we're in the car. And I, I just I I, I want to jump out the car and just like <laughs> fucking roll out of there and like why 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 is this stuff a thing? <sighs> uh, that's why I listen to the only time I listen to new rap like Pop Smoke is when I'm in the gym because then it helps you get like really mad and it helps. See, like Pop Smoke, I've heard some Pop Smoke stuff where it's like he's not terrible, but he's still like not what I prefer no, of if course. I'm listening to rap. Like, honestly, it's really weird because as odd as it sounds, as much as I, I call I up until this past summer, 
I, I would call myself, I, I called myself a Tupac fan, right? Like I knew all the good hits of, of from him and everything, but then I, for some strange reason, I, I decided to listen to the entire Tupac discography, mm. everything from, from Tupacalypse now to Pac's life was where I listened to. And then I also included, um, Machiavelli, uh, the Machiavelli album. That was a experience. I would oh, say sure. that to some extent, to some extent, because this is because I was listening to this, this stuff when I was going through my shit, right? Mm-hmm. To some extent, that was like really eye opening for me, like listening to all that pain. Like, you know, you throw on so many tears and I'm just like fucking weeping like a little bitch, right? <sighs> and then you throw on albums like the entire Strictly for My, can't say that, um, album. And it's my favorite Tupac album out of the bunch. And it's like Strictly for my, uh, my my neighbors. <laughs> That's what I'll call it. Strictly for my neighbors. Smoke um, weed every day. Good call. <laughs> yeah. I, so the white version of this we're going to call is strictly for my neighbors. <laughs> and that smoke weed every day. I love that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. Now I always love that little ad lib by uh, Nate Dog. But yeah, so I, I listened to that album. But then you got stuff like Holler if you hear me, which. Fun fact, I've been, for the last several months, I have been uh, learning how to rap to holler if you hear me, Ooh. which is literally, so the people are going to think to yourself, it's just like, so if you know holler if you hear me, it's not a, a song a white guy should be rapping to, and it's not because there's any N-words or cursing, because there's actually no prof- there's actually no profanity in the song itself. Shock of the day. It's, it's a very, but it's a very pro-black song. And for some reason, I don't know why, if it's just the lyrics and how Tupac wrote the song and rapped it and the beats, but for some reason, that song, when I turned on that album for the first time on my way to work one day, and I was just like, holy shit, this song's a banger. It's like the first song in the album. I'm like, holy fucking shit, this is phenomenal. And I start, like, you know, and I, I, it becomes like something I get so enthralled in that it became my top song on Spotify in like six months. Right? From like the <laughs> yearly rap thing. There you so, go. In six months, from like June to December, Holler If You Hear Me became my top song because I listened to it so much. And then, like, over that time, I'm like, you know what? I like this song, but the words are so fucking hard to keep. To, I'm picking up every few words, but I haven't actually. Like, I don't know the song, right? Mm-hmm. So then I started like reading the lyrics as I as I, as the song plays, and you know I'm like ninety five percent there. I'm not going to do it on camera, but I'm like ninety five percent there with the with getting down holler if you hear me. There you go. Good shit. There's a couple of lo- there's a couple of words that are said a little bit too fast that I can't get that tempo for to say the words properly while in that speed. But, uh, or not temper, the cadence, I should say. Um, but I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm working on it. Like I said, 95% there. It's like it's, a, it's like a done deal. I, all I don't even give a shit about saying the ad-libs in the song. It's just like I, the, the verses are what I've been really working on. You know what you're doing by working on things that you enjoy? What is that? You're forging your sword. You're making your sword that better. That is true. You're making your true. sword better. That is 100% true. That's what you're doing. And there's a few guys I listen to, like not on a regular basis, but like whenever I get, you know, in my head, uh-huh. I'll I'll watch some David Goggins clips. I'll listen to Jocko Willink. I'll listen to, I'll listen to Joe Rogan. You know, 
speak his mind about certain things. Dr. Jordan Peterson, which for some reason he's getting chastised. Don't know why. For? Hey, precisely my point. Why? Well, they've been they've been trying to cancel guys like Rogan since he went to Spotify. Which I have. I'm going to say some things, but it's going to piss so many people off. I don't give a shit. Just because something offends you doesn't make you right. Quote by Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais is a good person to quote in that scenario. I mean, and I, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but I, I have similar stories to that. And even though I don't agree with all the criticism, I at least understand the criticism and where it's coming from. Yeah. It's one thing to be – see, here's the thing, and this is how I kind of look at criticism, um, at least when it comes to certain things that are said on podcasts anyway. If people disagree with things that are said and then you reach out to them and say, hey, I, this is why I, I disagree with you, blah, 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 and someone asks you, not invites uh, to the show or anything, but like asks you, well, why do you feel this way if I'm wrong about something that's – you feel is being very mm-hmm. derogatory towards something. Yeah. Why don't you tell me why? And when they reply with, and this is a real quote that I got, by the way, no one's obligated to educate you. Well, then what's the point of you even bothering to reach out? Yeah. Cause I actually am asking what I, what, what is wrong that I could fix or anyone could fix in yeah. the, for that matter. And you, decide not to have that conversation. Now you're just copping out and being outraged for the sake of outrage. At least that's how it comes off to me. Well, like I've always, if it's one thing that I've, I picked up over the last several months from my buddy Delvin, it's grace and conversation. Of course. The ability to show humility and knowing that you could have been wrong about something, but yeah. also, and also having those conversations and the other people willing should be willing to have those conversations. Yeah. There's nothing know? wrong with being wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. There's nothing wrong with being hilariously wrong. It's it's one way to be wrong. It's another thing to not learn something from that. Yeah, like, you know, and, and even when it comes to ignorance, too. Like, you know, there are some times that I, I could be ignorant about certain things because I maybe just am not educated on the thing, on that ma- ma- on that subject matter, as well as I feel like I should. And when I say I display ignorance and I and I get a response from someone saying that this is ignorant. And I say, why can you help me figure that? Why? Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I, and the response is my, my job is to educate you. Then what's the point of you reaching out? <laughs> this is where I, I, yeah. I, and this is not, this is not some alpha bro bullshit. It's, no. it's literally, it's real life. It's, it's, it's called discourse, you know, or I, the, I believe in out. discourse. Or the, yeah. or the hear me out part of it. It's like, okay, yeah. I will hear you out. I, yeah, want- I am not a... Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. You're good. No, go for it. No, I was going to say, like, I have never been an unreasonable person, in my opinion. There are times where I'm stubborn, yes, and there are times where it takes me some time to learn something, but I at least will learn, I at least will listen after, like, a day or two of me being a stubborn prick. Um <laughs> Trust me, that's if it's any flaw I have, and God bless my mother, I love her to death, but if it's one flaw that she gave me through genetics somehow, it's being a stubborn Italian 
well, half Italian in my case, man. And, um, and I don't like being wrong, but after, give me a day or two and explain to me some things and I will listen. Yeah. <laughs> so let me be the stubborn prick for the few days and then let me stew over it. And then let me clear my, clear my, like take a deep breath. Woosah. And then, have the conversation. <laughs> I am not unreasonable. I don't find myself. I don't, I believe I'm probably one of the easiest people you can get along with. It's just yeah. a matter of whether or not I choose to associate or talk to you in, in that matter or in, in that, in, in, in that particular time. Um, that's, that's just how I, that's just how I think, you yeah. know, I, I, I believe in, I believe in discourse and I've had conversations about it with other people who believe in the same thing. And they feel like the art of discourse has been replaced by outrage yeah, I hear what that. Part. And a lot of it is, and a lot of it is, and I'm not just talking about any specific situation in my case, but like in general, outrage rules the world in this case. And there are some times where outrage is actually needed. Like for oh, instance, course. look at the fucking thing with the Canadian junior hockey team. Let's get the let's talk a little hockey Ooh, sports. You got some time yes, for that? Yes, I do. Let's look at that. Now, normally, I am a man that believes that due process should take place before passing judgment. But then there are times where I don't believe that shit. And I'd be like, all right, these motherfuckers got to go. <laughs> look at Vince. Look at the story with Vince McMahon that just came out today. That broke. And I, I was doing some errands and I saw that I got my car, look, pulled up Twitter for two minutes. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. One after the other two. It mm-hmm. went from the whole day yesterday, which was Wednesday. The was today. The 24th. The 24th Wednesday, it was all about the sexual assault that was that occurred during some during the World Juniors tournament or something by the Canadian members of the Canadian hockey team. And a lot of people were telling their stories and I was reading it and my heart broke for every single one of them. Of course, I, I, I know people that told their story and I know I'm friends with people that told their story and I just wanted to give them a hug, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I'm normally a person that I let due process take place before I pass judgment. And I've I read the facts of what was going on, and I couldn't I couldn't be I don't want to say I was silent because I didn't necessarily talk about it on my own personal timeline, but I was angry. Oh, I was yeah. certainly angry. And I don't I don't I don't say anything when I'm angry because when I'm angry I cannot form a rational thought. I cannot form a rational thought, and rather than act on emotion, I would rather say, damn, that's crazy. I hope this goes well for whoever's involved, as far as the victim goes, not the fucking players. They can go fuck themselves. Um, And then we go to today, which is the Vince McMahon thing, and same thing. My heart just fucking breaks, and I am... I, I can't believe that this is all coming out now. I was heartbroken but I was more pissed off when the Vince thing broke because well, you and I being both wrestling fans, you know, that's we all thought Vince McMahon was a character. I, it wasn't a character. I he really was yeah. a piece of shit. I never, I, I was one of the few people that didn't really like Vince. Cause I thought something was up at the same point. And then this whole story broke. And now you got Brock Lesnar involved. That pissed that. See, that made that me upset hurt. too. And you know what sucks balls about that? I feel as though Brock finally built up good rapport with the fans at, with his last few runs he's had as a babyface and somewhat as a heel with the Cody thing. 
he, they finally built up, he finally built up some rapport after feeling like fans, after fans feel, felt like he didn't give a shit throughout the entire late 2010s when he was universal champion. That hurt. It hurt. It sucked. I, I, it, it's terrible. I, I don't know what to feel. I mean, it's completely, I was looking forward to Royal Rumble this weekend. I might actually, I might even be able to see the Rumble. I'll actually be in your neck of the woods for our concert. No kidding. Um, where? Yeah, I'll be in a, uh, fuck, where is it? The Paramount? Huntington, no shit. That's that's how yeah, I'm gonna be in Huntington. Yeah, I'm gonna be in Huntington for a concert. No fucking shit. So yeah, me and a few other people who again I won't name, they were all we're all gonna get together and we're gonna go to a concert and it's gonna be a good old fucking time. Who the hell um, are you seeing? We're gonna Oh shit. Devil Wears Parada is one of the bands who I only know by name. I never listen to any of their shit. So this is gonna be an experience for me. Um and I forgot the other one. Fit for a king. Fit for a king. There's I don't know, a, any, I don't know what that either. <laughs> there's a great group of Long Island rock bands. People think of Long Island as like, oh, we're just beach community and shit. Partially true. But there is a great... The punk rock band, the punk rock era of the early 2000s and the late 90s, most of it came from here. Most of it came from here. And people are like... That's a bold statement. Well... Most of Taking Back Sunday, there's a few right off the top of my head. That's one of them. But my brain's fried. I can't really think of this right now. <laughs> I have fried your brain throughout the course of this conversation. Well, I've achieved my goal well, my of brain, you not being able to form a rational thought. My brain has been fried for a majority of for a majority of the week. Because <laughs> God went I cast <laughs> God went I cast thunder spell. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> nerd <laughs> wait what are sounds I have on here in this department oh, let me see here. how much trouble I'm going to get in there's one. <laughs> ah, yeah the Yoshi button oh god Yoshi button Listen, no Yoshi button beats Panama Red's jail button. Let's be honest. I have to find... You know, people I gotta, that know Bromigos know, uh, know the jail button. I have to get in the... I gotta find a sound of... There's a clip, uh, Family Guy skit where Peter is uh, teaching magic tricks to uh, uh, the blind community, and he just uh-huh. ends it with... Ta-da! And I'm just going to get that sound right there. Yeah, you need that sound. You need I'm just going to get it. But anyway, we, we we got off track really quick. I just so like back to the Royal Rumble <laughs> thing. Like the the this whole thing with the Vince thing is completely like soured the Rumble for me almost. Not that like I'm still not going to enjoy because the Rumble is always the year that I was it the the Rumble is the year that I you know sorry words are hard. I, I swear I do this professionally, ladies and gentlemen. Um, words are hard. <laughs> yeah, the Rumble has always been the event that is the anniversary of when I became a wrestling fan, right? So this would be for 14 years. And I was excited as fuck all week leading up to this Rumble, right? Even though I wasn't going to see it live because I was going to this concert, I was going to watch it on Peacock the next day. This whole Vince thing has, like, fucking put a bad taste in my mouth about the Rumble. Yeah. I am appalled. Even the fucking thing with the with the Canadian Juniors team has been has appalled me, has made me so appalled that I... I, I like the NA, I'm like fucking pissed at the NHL for not doing anything about it sooner. Like, how long has this been going on? 
Apparently, this has been an ongoing issue for like the better part of like five or six years. Yeah, I think. Don't quote me on that, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a long. Yeah. Oh, let's go to something more exciting and less dark. Exciting. Yeah, less dark. But I mean, sometimes these conversations got to be had because this pisses me off, you know? Welcome to BS Sessions, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're, yeah. in, for, you're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, this is, we got Matty Mish here, man. We got the undercover brother. I, I, ain't, afraid. I, ain't, afraid. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Great Bernie Mac once said, rest in peace. Just go find Patrice O'Neill and introduce it to Dante. Dante will love Patrice. I'm sure he already knows Patrice O'Neill. He sends me all this fucking stand-up comedy shit all the time. He'll send me stuff from like, oh god, Ari Spears. He'll send me stuff from. Wow. Uh, he'll send me. He's shit old from, school. Like obviously, there's he loves Chappelle, so like we'll send each other some Chappelle stuff every now and again. Um. Oh man. I like, I mean, honestly, I will say this much. I love stand-up comedy, but I think TikTok made stand-up comedy easier to digest for me. Because they could, hear me out. I'm hearing you hear out. out. I'm hearing you out. Sometimes there are there are sets where the jokes, there are some, like, they'll tell, like, a string of really good jokes, and then they'll tell a string of, like, you know, subpar jokes in between. You know, or towards the end or something. Yeah. A lot of the times, TikTok will take the really good jokes and post them. Or the the person will take the really good jokes of that set and post them. No one wants to hear like a 30 to 45 hour set of, of, of you know, of good, of a mix of good and mid and all that stuff. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's the journey. But like sometimes there are days when you just want to scroll mindlessly on TikTok and hear Aerie Spears start fucking singing the slave song because he's making a joke about whatever. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I listen, it, it, in my, as a white guy, I'm like, Oh shit, here we go. And then it's, and then, it, but the other part of me is like, God damn, this is funny. I hate to interrupt, but I have, I do have breaking news. What is the breaking news? Tie game in Montreal. Islanders are playing the Canadians and they were down three, nothing. Fuck them both. Fuck them both, you and your fucking Islanders. Do, 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 do. Yes, I know you have that tattoo, <laughs> but I still... It, fuck fuck Pittsburgh. Island. Fuck Pittsburgh. Works every Wait. time. Works every Sorry, time. Sorry, Hoochie Man. <laughs> Sorry, Hoochie Man. Fuck Pittsburgh. Actually, okay. hold on. I, I, I can counteract. I can one-up this. Fuck the Rangers? You son of a bitch. I thought you were... Oh, that's right. You're a Ranger fan. Fuck the Devils? Okay, fuck the Devils. Uh, you redeemed yourself with that one. Stand your Swift for the win, boys. <laughs> well, as, we'll, give you a half, we'll give you a half a win. Let's we'll put it this way. You, 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 didn't, you didn't get the full two points. I'm going to give you the one point in overtime. That works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were but, down... They were, I was skeptical about Patrick Waugh when he first came here. I was like, because those avalanche teams kind of damaged me a little bit. But now I was, Mike is a Devils fan. (laughs) Yes, Mike. Let's, yes, I can see you, Mike. (laughs) Ass. (laughs) Titties. Well, no, they don't get titties. They're just ass. That too. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I've but, always, but, I've the Rangers, but, oh, but the Rangers are also kind of ass right now. I can't really talk too much shit. Nah. The Rangers had a fantastic start to the season. And for whatever reason, the last two months have been really hit or miss. And I don't know what the fuck is going on over there, man. James Dolan. Uh, By the way, that, that's not really an excuse because if it was James Dolan, the Knicks would be doing ass too. But the Knicks are doing phenomenal. The Knicks, by the way, have, were leading. Uh, you said were. I don't like that. Hold on. At end of the third quarter, they were leading Denver ninety-eight to sixty-six. Holy fucking shit! We're gonna beat the Nuggets. Two two fifty-two left in the fourth. One seventeen eighty-one. The Knicks are gonna beat the Nuggets. Beat a fucking dick, Jokic. Beautiful. But anyway, I can't say that. I love Jokic, but no, still, I, I love him too. But like James Dolan, but I don't know if you knew this. James Dolan is from out here. It doesn't surprise me. James Dolan apparently. Thanks. Not that I want to bring this up again. <laughs> not that I want to bring this up again. Apparently, that and there was a news story that broke too that James Dolan also sexually harassed or assaulted somebody. He was with out. Harvey Weinstein. That's what happened. He's by the way from a little town called Massapequa, who by the way is home I know to Massapequa. Alec Baldwin. So Massapequa has both sexual assaulters or harassers and people who uh, kill other people on movie sets. Okay, got it. Well, oh, here we go. We're going to. All right. Massapequa, home of the divorced rich housewife who drives their Mercedes Benz 20 miles an hour under the speed limit, drinks their way too expensive Starbucks drinks, pocketbook dog, Giant ass sunglasses, fur coat, sounds about right. Big ass necklaces, and their long island medium ass Karen blonde hair. Yeah, that's about everything I expect to come out of a Long Island. Oh, listen, I have friends that live out there with you, and uh, they hate it. They fucking hate it. Oh, I hate yeah. the people. I love the I love the area, but I hate the people. Oh yeah, I hear the people are fucking. Because they're miserable. They're miserable with themselves. They're miserable with themselves. They take it on other people. Could you imagine being rich and miserable, though? Couldn't it be me? Nah. I'd be the happiest motherfucker alive if I was rich. You know, you know how much, if you were rich, you know how fucking happy you'd be? All the problems in your life would be solved. To quote quote Jay Z, more money, more problems. Actually, that was Biggie. Well, he'd be a song called Shame on Me. I'm terrible. Yeah, well, Biggie had a song called "More Money, More Problems." I'm not Jay Z could have also used that line. Um, I am ashamed. You know, Don't shun me, Panama, please. <laughs> no, Panama won't shun you. I will. <laughs> oh, you will, but he won't. I will. All right. How are you not going to? How are you not going to remember the fucking? I don't know what they want from me. It's like the more money we come across, the more problems we see. How do you not know that fucking hook, man? I'm a classic rock guy. I well, I don't. Rem- I remember it. I remember it. I do. That's a hit. I I know it is. It's a hit. I know Come it on. is. I'm an old soul. You. I literally. I'm an old soul too. God I damn it! But even a, I know that. I literally have a tattoo of my favorite song on my fucking wrist. Which is Soul Shine, from the, the Almond Brothers. Okay, I feel like I. Should know that song, but I don't uh, for some reason. God damn it, the Islanders just lost. Ah! 
God damn it. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, sorry hurts. for laughing, but that makes me... Oh, that hurts. Just, so hold on a second, though. Hold on a second. Did you just go to an Islanders game sometime this past week Dallas, or so? yes. Fuck, that hurts. They win or lose that game? They won in overtime. Damn it, that Fuck. hurts. But, um... So, and you went with your girl, right? Yeah. Oh, so you got to tell me a story about this girl here. How did that happen? Uh, oh, here we go. This could be good. So, because I remember you were, this is, again, I'm trying to bring, bring up any bad memories here, but I remember good. you were dating somebody else, and then I started seeing a different girl. So I was just like, oh, got yeah. another girlfriend. So, what's the story there? So we met, she reached out to me on Facebook. Like, I didn't, I completely forgot Facebook, Facebook dating. Facebook dating or Facebook? Facebook dating. I completely forgot Facebook dating existed. Okay. Until I was I on there. I forget it exists too until I get a fucking notification about it every now and again. But continue. So we started talking and then she's a pastry chef. And to imagine her fucking delight when she found out about Donut, my cat, who is, let me see, right there. Right. I am, it's the sunglasses. Hold on. There she is. Oh, I think I see the cat. Okay, there's the cat. There you are. You're still awake. That's good. Anyway, so, yeah. You got to make sure the cat's still awake. <laughs> yeah, imagine her delight when she found out about Donut. So, we started talking, and then I think it was the day before our first date, or like the day of, um, I, I, I kind of Britney Spears myself and shaved my entire head. Why? I don't know. <laughs> See, what was her reaction, though? I, I, so here's what I need to do. Obviously, you guys have been together a while, so like, obviously, that didn't scare her for any reason. Oh, this is going to be great. Hold on. I'm going to give her a call. Is she still awake? This is going to be great. Oh, God. This, this is going to be a live reaction there. Oh, fuck. This has completely gone off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be great. Oh, fuck. She's still awake. She might not be. This is going to be funny as shit. Nope. No, nothing. No. Wait. Wait. Nope. Fuck. Damn it. But this, but she was horrified. And she still went out with you? Yeah, that's Riz right there. Well, I can't pull that off. Oh, just have great personality, bro. You're fine. You got a good personality. Well, thank you. I mean, well, honestly, love and I don't get along very well. I'm gonna be honest. Well, well, let's let's be fair here. Let's get well, let's get deep again. Okay, so when and then we started talking, and then we just hit it off, and then we just hit it off, uh, and then she met Donut, and then the rest is history. Just kidding. Well, the best, if I were to get Mr. Staniel Smooth himself out in the, into the room, I would probably say, just be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else you don't want to be, you don't want to be, or you want to be. Um, and, you know, make her laugh, cook for her. If you know how to cook, because you're half Italian, I'm Italian myself. 
I can cook some things. I can't cook a lot. And that's fine. Hey, that's a start. That is a start. But I mean, my mom doesn't let me in the kitchen. <laughs> that answers, Admittedly, that answers that question. Mike can speak from his. Mike is married. He could also speak from this as well. Just have a great personality. Make her laugh. Uh, be there for her. She'll be there for you. Um, and then just whenever that moment comes where to quote a friend of mine, um, he said it, not me. Okay. Uh, unless some God loving gun shooting America loving bitch ass woman enters your life, <laughs> a dying piece of a woman, stay the fuck single. <laughs> well, love him. <laughs> I will also add that, uh, how to keep a woman happy or at least get her to love you. Just know how to eat pussy. That's it. Just, just do that. I don't know what you hit. It didn't, I didn't hear anything. You didn't hear the old spice whistle. No. Damn it. Uh, it's not, I hear it a little bit, but it's not coming through. Fuck. Damn it. Either way, either way, it's the truth. It is. It's the truth. It eat is pussy. the truth. Eat pussy. The woman will love you. I, I, I'm not saying nothing new. Nothing no, new you're here. Not. The problem you're is not. most. The problem is, you know what? You know how fucking. You know, let's 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 get a little dirty. Let's get a little dirty. Learn you know to make her happy. Learn to yeah, make learn her to happy. make her happy. And how to make her happy is to eat her out and know where the clit is. How do not men? It's, it's 2024, man. Figure out where the fucking clit is. <laughs> what fuck's wrong with y'all? I don't get any ass. All right, I don't get any ass. And I know this shit. Last time I got ass was fucking shit. A little over a month ago now is the last time I got laid. And before that was almost four years ago. And here, so, and here is a Jedi Master Staniel Smooth entering the room. There's no piece of ass more important than your own. Yes. To get deep about that, you're right. <laughs> you also have to find the right woman that wants to eat it. We don't kink shame here. But hey, have, listen, no. you, you know you know what podcasts I used to be on. Yes. This is nothing new for me. This is nothing new for you. This, this is, is nothing no, new for me. This is nothing me. new for the Mishman. <laughs> nothing new for Undercover Brother. Nothing new. <laughs> undercover Brother lets women sit on his face. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Iron Throne, more like the skin throne, you know what I'm saying? Well, my worst, the, my best and apparently worst pickup line, according to many of my friends. Oh, the Robert, oh, Robert Frank. <laughs> Rob hates my fucking guts for this. <laughs> Rob hates my guts, and our friend Megan, who's on the Glorious House Against podcast, also fucking hates me for this sometimes. She laughs at me when I say it, but it's because it's funny. Every queen deserves a throne. Just let my face be yours. I mean, points for effort. Listen. There's no hate I know. I, I, I'm a man that knows what I want, and what I want... Is for an attractive woman to sit on my face. This is this is nothing new. <laughs> this is nothing new. <laughs> this is nothing new. Listen, I let a. F- <clears throat> Did I ever tell you this story? I, you might know this story because if you listen to the old podcast. But when I w- in 2022, when we went to the Exotica convention, me and my former co-host, I decided to go to a seminar that involved face sitting, and. When they said we want volunteers, 
whose hand shot up immediately? Whoop. This motherfucker right here. <laughs> so and I proceeded to have a scantily clad, I wouldn't say obese, but very uh, thick, very thick uh, black woman. The with a, humongous, slayer, right? with a humongous ass. Granted, it was like a little crater, admittedly. Um, sit on my face. And there was a couple times where I had to like tap her on the ass, be like, I can't breathe, bitch. <laughs> I have a story for you. I have a story for you. I feel like you would love it. And we'll and we'll end, oh, and we'll, and we'll end this on and we'll end this on this. So I admittedly, I admittedly back in my earlier days of dating that I was a bit of a chubby chaser. Because my excuse has always been I can't hug twigs. Which is fair. Which is fair. Everybody's got a preference. It's it's not my preference specifically, but I I, I appreciate the fact you're honest about which that. Which is fair. Go ahead. Which is fair. But there is there's something called a Nantucket sleigh ride, which means three things. This is a fucking urban dictionary thing, isn't it? No. But what oh, God, it, but what you. it is, but what it is, a Nantucket sleigh ride means three things. One, it's a great song from the seventies by Mountain. Phenomenal. Okay. Mississippi Mississippi Queen. Okay. That's Mountain. But great song, but a Nantucket sleigh ride is also when you're riding a wooden boat, and it's from the old days of whaling. And you right. and you ride the boat, and you harpoon the back of a whale, and the whale takes you for a ride. Mm-hmm. That's number two. The third meaning is when you rail a fat chick from behind. I'm gonna get in so much trouble, do da, do da. <laughs> but you know something? Listen, listen. It's, I'm not wrong. <laughs> fat, listen. Fat chicks need love too. This is they true. Just, it just depends on who wants to take that. You know, <laughs> the leap of faith. who wants to take that leap, leap of faith. I, I am not one to typically take that leap of faith. Not saying that I dislike fat women. It's just not my preference. With all due respect to the ladies, it's all good. Those ladies. But sometimes, I will admit, sometimes there are some BBW adult stars that I would fucking love to take on that Nantucket sleigh ride if I had an opportunity. <laughs> you're going to use that for now on, aren't you? <laughs> That's one of two things you're going to use. Which I might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the stream here for BS Session Volume 37. Mishman. Appreciate yes, always, sir. my man. Love you, brother. Thank you for having Love me on. This has been man. fun. And I appreciate you for telling your story and getting real as we always do here on BS Sessions in the dojo of bullshit. It's been fun, man. I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's nice to see you. It's been a while since I last saw you. It is, so it's been, uh, it's been good. So if I may, can I plug a couple of things? Go for if it. that's all right with you. Go for it. Bromigo's podcast uh, on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel that we post the video version of the podcast on. Uh, so please check that out and subscribe. We hit over a hundred subscribers in the last uh, week or two. So that's dope. Um, for me personally, follow me on Twitter at real Matt zero six, two six. And you can subscribe to my own personal YouTube channel as well as uh, my Twitch channel, which is edge zero six, two six. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Daniel Smooth. I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. And I will see you all in this life. Most certainly the next one. Cheers, guys. Cheers.
God bless.